What's up, everyone? It's Thursday, February 2nd. It's actually crazy how fast January uh, went by. And now we're, you know, in February getting ready for region tournaments to get started here in another uh, couple weeks. Uh, but wanted to come back on and talk about the recent uh, military circuit event I did with Hargrave uh, last weekend. And then um, also kind of give an overview of the Georgia player rankings update. Um, I recently, uh, you know, did uh, almost two weeks ago now at the, it was actually at the start of last week. Um, but so going going to go over that military circuit and the rankings update. Um, I recorded both of those beforehand, um, you know, in case people wanted to just listen to one um, compared to the other, the first 20 minutes or so will be just on the military circuit. Um, so if you wanted to, after this intro about 20 minutes later, go through that and get to the rankings update, that'll be 20 minutes after. And then the rankings up update portion uh, is for about 15 minutes. So there was, you know, 20 games um, in the military circuit, you know, third year doing that with Hargrave, very fun event. Um and then the rankings update, I'm just going to go over some of the, the different uh, trends and things I saw while I was updating those and uh, talk a little bit about, uh, you know, just things I've seen uh, throughout the season, um, just different observations. So um, here we go. So starting with the military circuit, this, is our, this was our third year. Uh, partnering with Hargrave Military Academy to do this um, biggest uh, field yet with 20 total games. And I think after a couple of teams had to drop late, it was 22, 23 total teams um, and just, you know, teams in town from all over. Uh, we had London Basketball Academy from Canada again. Uh, Golden State Prep uh, came from California. And then, you know, a lot of uh, the uh, typical, usual uh, East Coast teams that we've gotten uh, had had come up in the past uh, were there again. And, you know, I I was telling a lot of people this um, going into the event. It just, you know, gives me, you know, some different teams, different guys to see after, you know, watching a lot of uh, the same Georgia high school teams uh, throughout the year. It just gives me, you know, a little bit of a, a fresh look at some um, – different guys, new faces, new names. Um, but I'm going to go over the, the all tournament teams, which I uh, released uh, yesterday and chose those after the weekend um, with, you know, there being 20 games over three days and, you know, so a lot of games, a lot of teams, it was hard to choose a lot to, you know, just a lot to sort through, but um, you know, having that many games and all those guys really just made for uh, an exciting weekend. And uh, for, first, before I go into those teams, some of the highlights from the weekend, um, Hargrave uh, stayed undefeated. Uh, they improved to 30 and now, and I think they actually won another game last night to go 31 and Um just having another uh, really good season and coach uh, mess, uh, Thomas messenger uh, reached 100 wins and just over, you know, two and a half seasons, almost three seasons. He's in his third season. Uh, so it was reached that milestone very quickly and uh, happy for him. Um, another Golden State Prep, like I said, came over from California. They went 2-0. Uh, um, 
they were one of the the more impressive teams in attendance. I thought I really liked uh, their group uh, overall. Um, the Elite Prep League, which has Hargrave, uh, Massanutten, Combine, Fuma, um, some others, and uh, First Love, um, Mount Zion, uh, with you know their teams being in attendance, their you know league conference games uh, for that. So that, those made for some. Good intense matchups. Uh, Mastodon had a, a close win over Mount Zion and a kind of a controversial game. There was, you know, a lot of uh, stuff that went on late in that one, but it was good. Uh, TSF prep came up and went 2-0 over Miller School and uh, Burlington School. Uh, it was good to see our, you know, our Georgia guys come up here and uh, do well. Um, IMG's academic team had a, a, you know, handful of prospects as well. They went 1-1. One and one. Um, see who else. Oh, London Basketball Academy, I meant, meant to mention, uh, they beat Massanutten on Sunday, which, um, which was a pretty, uh, impressive win. They, I'm going to talk about their guys in a, in a sec. They, they had some, you know, being from Canada, we aren't going to be really aware of their, uh, players, but I, I really like their team and both, you know, what I saw from them in both of their games. Um, and so those were just some of the the highlights of the game action, you know, kind of overall team thoughts. But now going into the all-tournament team, um, going to run through this first team and then kind of put more of a focus on the, you know, sleeper team I saw today and some of the other, uh, you know, not as well-known guys who were in attendance. So uh, the first team, um, most outstanding player uh, selected was Jaden Daughtry, Indiana State signee, who's at a Hargrave. Um, had a huge game in the, the first day. Um, it was against uh, First Love Postgrad, had 33 points and 11 rebounds, and then followed it up with like 25 and um 25 and seven the next day. So average 29 points and nine rebounds. Uh, you know, and he's just kind of, you know, a, a big plays bully ball, big bulky uh, wing forward, six, six or so. Um, this kind of works his way to the basket by using his, his size and strength um, and is looking to attack every you know chance he gets. And the way, the way Hargrave's team is composed this year and the way they play really helps him. They get up and down, you know, they're looking to, to get to the basket, they, you know, just play fast and they're putting uh, nonstop pressure on you. So uh, very good weekend for him and very uh, deserving of most outstanding player. I felt like uh, now through the rest for the rest of the first team, Terrence Brown uh, from Golden State Prep, like I said, um, they went two and O uh, and he was kind of, you know, the driving force behind that, their point guard, um, was putting up close to, you know, triple-double triple double numbers, average like 16, 6, and 8.5 and assists. Um, really sets the tone with his competitiveness. Um, was probably the best passer there. Uh, was always looking to get downhill and make something happen for, you know, both himself and teammates. Uh, his, his energy was just great and um, was uh, attacking, you know, um, similar to Daughtry, just attacking uh, nonstop. And a bunch of people have been asking about him uh, since the weekend. Um, just a, a wide range of schools and um, 
that's that's another good thing about this event. Um, you know, there are so many uh, unsigned guys, and the the post grad scene might not get as much attention at times, but there's always going to be some guys who fall through the cracks and are you know still available, but very good prospects. Uh, next, Adrian Myers, Mississippi State signee from Massanutten. Uh, Averaged close to 25 points, almost a 25 and 10 double double. Um, had 19 and 12 in that Mount Zion win, um, and then hit five threes and had uh 30 points in Massanutten's second game. And you know, he kind of had flashes at this event last year, and then um, you know, really had a, a strong summer in uh with DC Premier. And, uh, you know, he's just continued to develop his game, really develop as a shooter, be an inside-out threat, uh, and, you know, become more confident. Uh, I was, you know, texting with the Mississippi State guys afterwards, and, you know, they're happy about what he could uh, become down the road for them. Uh, next, another guy who's already committed, uh, David Zitani, Bobby Durkin, another one who um, was, you know, kind of, you know, under the radar as a 2022 guy. And then, um, you know, kind of blew up uh, over the summer with breakaway basketball and now is signed with Davidson. And um, he, I mentioned this on Twitter. He looks like he, he's going to be a perfect uh, fit for Davidson. He has size. He's smart. Has really just continued to um, develop, you know, his game, creating and doing things off the dribble, really passed the ball well, I thought, um, and was rebounding well, especially when IMG's uh, guys got in foul trouble. Uh, just high IQ, a great you know understanding of the game, and um, excited to watch him at uh, Davidson. He also had a, a close to like triple double game in their first one. I think he had 16, 14, and six, um, and then around twenty five points in their their next game. Uh, after him, Taishik Musaka, another Golden State prep guy who was in North Carolina last year was now doing, um, you know, that extra year out in uh, California and was one of the, you know, more athletic big guys in attendance, uh, just, you know, a pain presence, pain force, had 17 rebounds in their first game, um, was contesting shots, finishing with force, uh, you know, just very uh, consistent presence uh, down low from him. Uh, Lathan Somerville from TSF Prep, uh, you know, Obviously very familiar with him, um, talked about him a lot and started out with a 23-point game in their first win over Miller School, uh, hit multiple threes. That's what he's continued to develop there, but also balancing, showing his skill uh, and touch on the inside. And, you know, he has a, has a big body, can, um, you know, carve space, create angles down there. Uh, the TSF guys, you know, seem like they've been very um, – pleased with his growth, his maturity, his consistency this year. Uh, and it's been a you know big help in, you know, ha- helping them find success. Uh, next, Kaylin Nichols, another uh, Hargrave guy who's uh, from Canada himself. Uh, he had 19 points and I think like five assists in their first game uh, Friday night. He's had a really good year for them, kind of, you know, just an electric uh, dynamic guard. Uh, crazy athlete for his size. He's only around six foot, but um, a good in, good in air athlete and explosive. Uh, quick off the floor, uh, can create off the dribble. Uh, also wants to find others and is uh, you know effective shooter as well. Uh, so you got to you know 
stay honest there. Uh, next, Carmelo Pacheco, who had from Fork Union, who had the you know probably the best shooting weekend of anyone, which uh, concluded with a nine uh, a game of nine three pointers made in the very last game uh, in twenty nine points. And I think he had four threes in Fuma's uh, first game, average over twenty points. Just a very reliable as a balanced. Um, shot uh just a con- consistent release uh he has good shot preparation he's about six four so uh got has a strong frame good iq moves off the ball and once he uh you know got going against middle georgia prep in that last game uh there he really didn't cool off uh a couple more uh d'angelo canty winston salem christian postgrad had one of the the better games with uh i think it was saturday night when actually, yeah, Winston Salem Christian played Fork Union, uh, 27 points, four threes, and he's, you know, 6'7, 6'8 forward. So he's able to stretch the floor. Um, but he also did some good things for them around the basket, really ran the floor and just gave energy throughout. And, um, you know, hitting some of those threes kind of, you know, just got him going. And he, you know, stayed locked in and uh, aggressive uh, throughout the game. Uh, that, this week was my first time seeing him. Um, and obviously a very positive viewing. Uh, two more, Gene Aaron Guren. I hope I pronounced that right. I probably didn't. Uh, from Commonwealth Academy. Uh, Com- Commonwealth didn't have as good of a game in their uh, their second matchup, but when they played Middle Georgia Prep, I was really impressed with him. Had close to, actually, no, he got over 30 points. It was like 31 or 33 points. Uh, and he's just a, a strong 6'3 guard who uh, has a good handle, can kind of get in the lane whenever he wants, rebounds well, but also makes good reads. Um, I think if, you know, he continues to improve as a shooter, he's going to be a really good college player. I think he's um, definitely a, a Division One uh, player with his, his size and ability uh, off the dribble, how he can finish. Um, but uh, he, he had to, you know, do a lot for Commonwealth. They didn't have a, a ton of other ball handlers. And, you know, his uh, his size and perimeter ability kind of, you know, created mismatches at times against smaller guards. And uh, he was another one that just, you know, stayed very aggressive and, you know, was willing to carry a, a heavy load. Last but not least on the first team is uh, Jake D. Michelle from who's with First Love's post-grad team. Uh, hopefully didn't mess up that name. Um, but uh, so Jack Heron from uh, CBG and who helps run the elite prep league refers to him as uh, park buckets, which is, you know, just kind of describes the, the way he gets his, his points. Um, you know, there, there might not, it might not be in traditional ways. He'll, you know, kind of sneak up on you, get on unorthodox uh, baskets at times, almost, you know, like, you'd see in a park pickup game, which I, I thought was pretty funny, but was also accurate. And he averaged like, I think over 25 points a game or right around that. I, I don't have the exact number right in front of me, but filled it up in both of their games. Um, can, you know, can hit outside shots. Um, but uh, he's also, you know, opportunistic off of closeouts. Uh, he's pretty crafty around the basket, can sneak in and, you know, find ways, find offensive rebounds or off cuts, does stuff in transition, uh, just, you know, has an IQ and savvy on, you know, how to, to get his points in when him and Aaron Davis are both 
uh, clicking. First Love's team is very explosive uh, offensively, and that's you know been evident in some of their uh, results throughout the year. Uh, and you know, it seems like uh, Jake has had a very um, you know productive season. Kind of you know gives them that scoring punch in uh, almost every game. Uh, but so that that's the first team all tournament. So I had the the most outstanding player with Jaden Daughtry, and then ten other guys after that. Um, also had a second team, uh, an honorable mention. I'm not going to go through all of those, but I also introduced um, the all sleeper team this year. Uh, you know, I talked with um, Mess and uh, some other guys about it. You know, just wanted to highlight some of those uh, you know lesser known under the radar guys that you know can um that are you know out there and present on the the post-grad scene because like like i mentioned before um you know some sometimes they just don't get as much of attention and so i decided to um just select five guys to put on this team and so i'm going to go through those and then touch on a few others that were on the, the second team and uh, honorable mention uh list as well so on this all sleeper team was Luca Ace Nesteski, uh, who's at IMG Academic, Australian kid. Uh, next, Joel Speckman from Hargrave Military. Uh, Jordan Horn from Miller School. Uh, definitely not going to get this name right. Uh, Karen Carpen Mabiala from London Basketball Academy. And then Keyshawn Mitchell from First Love Postgrad. So those were the five from the All Sleeper team. And starting with uh, Nesteski from IMG. Uh, he's from he's from Australia, and he has some recruitment Harvard, Ohio, uh, some others. Um, but like I was looking through on Twitter and and stuff, and he just doesn't really, you know, people. He's just not that well known um, overall. And I I was talking with IMG's coach, and you know, he's he still wants to look at a few other schools, and people have schools have you know reached out and inquired about him since the weekend and for good reason uh, he's you know 69 610 physically developed he has a rugby background actually uh which you, you don't really hear of but you look at him and kind of makes sense um the way he's built physically I, I told multiple college coaches he's was probably the most like physically ready guy for college uh from the event uh I mentioned this in the um Post on my website for the, the all tournament teams. He uh, was among the best rebounders in the event. Averaged ten and a half rebounds. wasn't Didn't have as good of a game offensively in uh, IMG's second game uh, when they played Golden State. But their first game, he you know showed what he can do. Really runs the floor with purpose. Has good hands, strong hands. Uh, finishes pretty well and has some fundamentals offensively around the basket um but you know just kind of needs to slow down we got sped up a little bit at times i thought uh, his free throws look good he took a few threes i think you know he could be you know a four spacer in time and seems like he's decent making decisions with the ball um so in interested to see how things uh pan out for him and where he ends up uh next joel speckman from hargrave military who's from colorado originally has missed had missed time with them but was uh, very uh, productive uh, for Hargrave off the bench and, you know, limited minutes. Uh, he's about 6'8", 6'9", pretty good athlete, tough, uh, has has some strength, uh, can get off the floor, moves pretty well, and um, just really gave them a boost. And uh, they, they're very, you know, 
confident and um, positive and encouraged about, uh, you know, what he could be in college and what he could give them uh, the rest of the season. Uh, next, Jordan Horn from Miller School. Uh, and I was talking to I was talking to Jack. I was talking to the uh, Miller School guys. Um, you know, it's about him and his recruitment. He doesn't really have much. He, you know, I think he has some, you know, local smaller schools on him. But I, I was just kind of surprised he doesn't have more. And maybe, oh, you know, uh, that's just for me not watching him as much. But he was productive in both of their games. Averaged thirteen points a game. Um, you know, and playing alongside some some good guys and Eli Delorier and Austin Ball. But yeah, he, he has good size. Shot it pretty well. Can get downhill. He's you know stronger for a guard, six two or so. Um, also got others involved. I I was. Um, pretty pleased with what I saw from him. Uh, next, like I said, I'm I'm definitely not pronouncing this name right, I bet. Uh, Karen Carpen Mabiala from uh, London Basketball Academy was one of my favorite players from the weekend. He's only like 6'3 or so. London Basketball Academy does not, didn't really have any true bigs, didn't have a lot of size, but averaged a double-double uh, and was, you know, just kind of the, the spark plug for them. Um, you just did a little bit of everything average. I think it was 12 points, 10 rebounds, uh, had a handful of assists as well. Long lefty about, like I said, he's, he's six, three, um, but rebounds at a very high level pushes downhill going to his left hand, um, gives energy defensively can, you know, guard multiple spots. Cause he is pretty strong. He has length uh, and he's athletic enough. Uh, I, I really just liked, uh, you know, the approach he came with and, uh, he was, I thought that was very important and a big piece in the fact that they were able to beat Massanutten. And our, our fifth guy on the all-sleever team was Keyshawn Mitchell, another first love post-grad guy. Um, and, and first love's uh, second game of the weekend is when he uh, really um, produced and came on and kind of stepped up for them with Aaron Davis, uh, not having as good of a game, um, had, I think it was 23 points and 14 rebounds. And he's close to six, six ten, uh, long and mobile. And, you know, that's kind of kept things simple, um, was, you know, uh, around the basket, uh, consistently has good hands, pretty good touch inside. And, uh, for being that, uh, big, uh, you know, moves well, has some fluidity and just ease of, uh, movement to him. Um, that really helped him. And, you know, when you're that tall and um, have, have those long arms and legs, you don't really have to do stuff that's uh, too compl- complicated or uh, complex. And uh, wanted to include him because that was one of the, the biggest uh, double-doubles of the weekend. Like I said, 23 points and, and 14 rebounds uh, was a very, you know, consistent showing in both both halves for them. Uh, I think it was they were it was against Combine and they first love uh, won that game uh, behind him and uh, D. Michelle both having you know twenty plus points and uh, he's one another that I hadn't seen before this weekend but after watching him you know want to dig in uh, to it more and uh, find out more about him and you know with coaches always you know one size wanting bigs uh, you know he's probably one to to check in on. Uh, but that was that was the all sleeper team. Uh, wanted to introduce that for the first year um, this year. Um, some of the other guys that were on that 
the second team that uh, I really uh, was impressed with. Uh, Elijah Price, another Golden State prep guy, another very um, you know versatile big guy, six nine long, could do some stuff with the ball, uh, rebounds, passes. Really liked him. Jake Goldberg from IMG Academic, six three six four guard, strong, um, plays fast, can score, uh, can facilitate, gives good energy. Uh, look like another for sure uh, Division One uh, kid who you know should pick up some stuff late. Uh, both of the errands for combine post grad Aaron Hall, Aaron Talbert had good weekends. Uh, Chase Nelson from Madison Nutton had a really good shooting weekend. Was very impressed with him, and and then uh, Chikosi Bordy, another uh, London Basketball Academy kid, was uh, w- one of the best shooters uh, of the weekend. Uh, against both Hargrave and Massanutten hit uh, four plus threes at four, four threes against a Hargrave and five against uh, Massanutten has super quick release, gets right into a shot pocket and has a you know good frame, has, you know, some cutting ability, pretty long arms that help him run the basket. Um, you know, with those Canadian kids, just, you know, don't know them as well. Um but they, you know, were him and uh, Mabiala that I had on the all-sleeper team are, you know, very uh, productive players. Uh, but that'll do it for uh, the military circuit. Just, you know, wanted to go through uh, and talk about some of the action and some of the guys that uh, performed at a high level during the weekend. Um, you know, this wrapped up the third year doing this with Hargrave. And as I mentioned every year, I wanted to continue to grow, continue to build, uh, you know, both myself and uh, Hargrave staff have that uh, vision for it. I, you know, I've enjoyed each, each and every year uh, that we've done it and, you know, hope to uh, continue that. So that's it for the military circuit. And now uh, we're going to dive into uh, the rankings update. So I posted this latest uh, Georgia player rankings update at the beginning of last week. It was I think it was on Monday, January 23rd. Uh, and, you know, this the rankings always get, you know, a lot of uh, talk going, a lot of attention. Everyone, you know, likes to look at those. Um, and, you know, you can't get too upset or too excited about it, as I, as I always say. Um, but, you know, expanded the rankings uh, for all three of the classes that I've done them for. You know, don't do the freshman yet. So 2023, 2024, and 25. Uh, I'm going to go over some of the um, trends I saw and, you know, some of the guys who rose in um, all of the classes and, you know, just talk about some of the you know, different things uh, I've noticed uh, throughout throughout the season that, you know, went into those uh, rankings. Uh, first, you know, the, the top spots um, in 23 and 24 didn't change. Um, you know, Isaiah Collier is at the top of uh 23 with Stefan Castle right behind him. Uh, Ace Bailey, um, has held down um the top spot in uh in 24, but uh in 2025, uh, I actually uh did have a new uh number one with Jacob Wilkins um, from Parkview, and he's one that I've uh spoken on in earlier in the year and um leading up to this about, you know, how impressed I've been with his uh, production uh, and his improvement uh, this season and 
I think they recently beat Newton and he had like 26 points. Like that's, that itself is, you know, pretty telling. Um, but I, I really dislike how he's, you know, simplified things, impacting the game on defense, playing with a high motor and, uh, you know, with his bloodlines and his, you know, athletic abilities, his physical traits, being able to turn into a consistent three-point shooter, which he's done is impressive as well. And, uh, UGA just offered him, um, and you know his his recruitment's gonna take off before long. There are already a lot of other uh, schools that are aware of him, and it's I think it's just a matter of time before uh, those pull the trigger. But going into some more of the details, uh, pretty interesting um, with this is I w- I was going through and sixty three of the prospects in the top one hundred. Um, in the 2023 class in the state are still available, still unsigned. Uh, and, you know, a lot, there's always going to be late signings and stuff. And there's been a good number of early signings. Still a, a lot of uh, D1 commitments, um, D2 and D3s are starting to get some as well. But uh, 63 out of the top 100 seems even um, an even higher number than usual in you know, I think that's, you know, just part of the, you know, how the recruiting landscape is now with the transfer portal guys still having those extra COVID years and just not going on high school kids as early unless you're, you know, just sure on them. Um, but within those top 100, I think, you know, there are some very good players, good prospects um, to be had, honestly. Um, one of the more underrated guys uh, that I've – um, been impressed with lately is Marvin McGee from Alexander. Uh, I think he still has a lot of um, potential to grow into, and I I really like the you know the role and efficiency um, he's given Alexander uh, six six or so um, has you know good defensive instincts can hit shots um, can put the ball on the floor some is good in passing lanes just really versatile and doesn't need the ball in his hands a ton on a talented uh, Alexander team um, the Moravian prep guys were in this ranking update you know with them being in Georgia now Graham Worland and Jordan Marsh um, two of the the best available seniors in the state Connor Tilly Stephen Quinn um, you know people almost forget that you know they're here because they're having to play all these out-of-state games but these guys are good and Coaches are starting to come around on them. Um, some others uh, recently um, I've had, you know, good showings and I just feel like are, you know, a little bit um, under-recruited and uh, not as, uh, you know, well-known as others or just, I think, you know, just deserving of a better recruitment as Ansar Osman at, at South Gwinnett. I've always liked him. KJ Brayboy, Eagles Landing. Randy Latham at Langston Hughes has been really good lately. Um, you know, Albert Wilson, North Cobb Christian is having a really good year. RJ Kennedy at Fayette County. And I think there's just a um, tremendous amount of uh, Division Three prospects uh, in the state. Um, and honestly, that, that should be taken as a compliment. I go to Division Two. I go to Division Three games. If, you know, you're said to be a, a good Division Three player in this, you know, in this landscape – that's, you know, that, that's a good thing because um, there are a lot of freshmen that can't even uh, get on the court at Division Threes who probably thought they were better than that coming out of high school. And, you know, we have some high-level Division Three programs in the state of Georgia. Emory, 
nationally ranked every year. Barry's having a tremendous year. Oglethorpe, Piedmont, um, Covenant, LaGrange. There are a lot of good Division Three uh, programs in the state that, um, you know, kids should not, uh, you know, just brush off and think they're too good for because a lot of these guys who, who knows, they might be waiting for big, you know, better quote unquote offers or better opportunities uh division two or thinking about going post-grad because they won't don't want to go division three it's not always the right decision but they're i i like a going back to the original point i feel like there are a lot of good division three players uh still available in this 2023 class in georgia um but that that was those are just some of the points about uh this senior class um you know things are winding down for them but going into the the twenty twenty four class, um, some of the up, some of the trends in um, this update, like I said, Ace Bailey uh, kept the top spot in twenty four. There was a little bit of shuffling at the top. Jakar Harris number two, Peyton Marshall number three, Lathan Somerville four. Um, you know, Braden Braden losing the top ten moved him up. I think he was at ten before. Now he's at nine. Uh, he just received an offer from Chattanooga recently. I think I've another I've talked about a lot. I feel like he um, could really see his recruitment uh, expand during the spring and summer. I moved Luke Flynn to the the top ten. Um, uh, was you know just encouraged with his continued production against you know talented high level teams. Um, just a, a very you know reliable uh, has toughness and. You know, another good travel season should be on the way for him. And one of my favorite players in the state, Kamari Holmes, Archer moved. You know, he's a, a new guy that came from North Carolina. Uh, he debuts in the top 15 right at number 15. Um, you know, another, I've mentioned this, um, you know, in articles or on Twitter and other stuff, um, just kind of the typical Archer mold uh, gets after it on defense, has toughness, uh, you know, Strong 6-4, gets downhill, has a good handle. Uh, just really like his approach, and I think he's going to continue to improve as a shooter as well. Uh, a few others that rose, Makai Turner from Maynard Jackson, one of the more athletic big men in the state, moved into the top 20. Uh, Xavier Shigog um, is maybe, I think, right at 21. Let me look. Uh, he was – he came – you know, to Mount Vernon from Nashville over the summer. So I had him at like around 30 out of the summer. Now, now he, he is at number 21 in the state uh, has been arguably Mount Vernon's most consistent players in, in some of those, you know, bigger games I've seen them in uh, a few other risers that are a little lower in the rankings, but um, you know, moved up and could have big summers and uh, move up maybe even more uh, Matthew Hinton at Dutchtown. Um, really powerful, um, you know, with all, all the seniors and, you know, guards they have, he gives them a little bit of a, a different look, but um, doesn't doesn't need the ball a lot, just, you know, kind of cleans up in the paint and can, you know, be uh, just a physical force down there and gets off the, the floor well for a guy his size. Um, uh, Andrew Levine at South Paulding, um, you know, seeing him for a while, been you know, familiar with him and, and kind of waiting for him to take that next step. And it seems like he's done it with South Pauline this year. He's in like the 70s now, which I think he could be even higher uh, before long. Uh, CJ Winters at Chapel Hill really like 
uh, the impact he's made for them. And I've enjoyed watching Chapel Hill's uh, team. Um, oh, go, going back up a little back further, um, up higher in the rankings, Jason Nathaniel at Lanier. It seems like he's started to turn the corner since the second half of the season. Um, you know, just being more dominant as a, as a rebounder um, and in the paint, you know, he has perimeter ability. Um, I've felt like in the past, he's kind of fallen in love with that or, you know, trying too hard to show it, but um, it seems like he's uh, really started to um, focus in more on, you know, just uh, imposing his will on the game, which he can physically and athletically at the high school level. Uh, he's, at 16, he could very well uh, be higher soon. Um, that's that's about it for the 2024s that I wanted to touch on. You know, I, I expanded the 2024 rankings to 150 guys this time. Um, and as always, you know, the, the travel season will result in a lot uh, more uh, movement. You know, guys that, you know, have started to creep up just enter the rankings this time you can use the the travel season to ascend uh, even further and i'm you know excited for that to get going some a, a few others um Destin christian uh kennedy warren Corey gatlin um see who else uh jake whitaker um yes there there're just a lot of different guys that i think could could help themselves over the the next few months once the the travel season uh, gets going, but now moving on to the the twenty twenty five Georgia class, like I you know touched about at the start, uh, Jacob Wilkins, I put him at number one now, um, and there wasn't there wasn't a lot of uh, movement within the top ten after that. It stayed pretty uh, consistent. Caleb Wilson two, Akai Fleming three, Tyler Jordan fourth, J D Palm, Micah Tucker, Josh Dixon, Amir Taylor, and then. A new addition to the top 10 was Jalen Leonard from Riverwood. Uh, can really fill it up. Uh, long arm, 6'3", good with the ball in his hands, has a good pull-up game. And if his you know three-point shot gets there, he's going to be uh, just a you know dynamic, um, high-level scorer, I think. Um, liked what I've seen from him uh, this season. Interested to see how he you know carries it on into the travel season. A few other guys that, uh, you know, Rose some Cameron Smith at Pebblebrook put him in the top 20. That's more of a, a long-term bet, but liked what he did at pace at the Nike elite classic. And um, I think, you know, he's going to continue to, to grow and develop um, some others that, uh, you know, in the top 30 or so Jackson McBay is seven footer at Gilmer at number 22. He's another that you know, could be, um, much higher before long. Um, wouldn't doubt that at all. Uh, Zach Bushoya Pope is in the top 25 now, bigger point guard lefty. Uh, he's really um, up to his production this year with his, you know, in, increased role at Pope. Uh, staying in uh, Cobb County, uh, Cesar Burroughs from Walton, uh, alongside Luke Flynn has had a really good year. Jalen Edgerton at Chattahoochee. Um, Cedric Taylor, a big kid from Creekside Christian, he's uh, in the 40s right now, but I could see him moving up. That was more just I haven't seen him as much, so didn't feel as comfortable putting him as high, but uh, the tools are there for him to to be a you know serious uh, prospect. Um, 
KJ Garrett at Centennial is in the top 30 now. He's had a, a really uh, big season for them. Uh, Brendan Dusignant, uh is in the right um, right around the, the 50 range from Sequoia. He could um, move higher as well. I think just set a three-point record at Sequoia. And when I watched them around Christmas time, he, he played well in that one. Um, Chandler Bingett Pace uh, moved up some. He's um, 38th. Uh, he's had a you know productive stretch here recently for Pace. I felt like when I've watched him against uh, Love It, and then at that uh, Nike Elite Classic. Um, those are just a few of the 2025 guys. Um, didn't want to spend too long on them. You know, it's still still so early. Um, they're not even through halfway through. Not even done with their second uh, high school season. Uh, expanded that list to. 75 guys now and that'll you know continue to add names to that and um see a lot of movement there as well um this you know 16 year for coming up in the spring and summer is very big for the the 2025 guys uh so excited to see who um you know really makes a name for themselves and shows uh you know improvement uh but that's about it. Uh, you know, went over the military circuit and this rankings update. Um, excited for region tournaments to get going here uh, in another couple weeks. Uh, it's been a very, you know, good, fun, regular season. We have that Wheeler-Newton matchup coming up on Monday. And then, you know, the, the region tournaments and state playoffs right after always have uh, a lot of uh, exciting results and uh, good action. So I look forward to those getting started um and you know we'll i'll be bouncing around and trying to see a, a lot of different teams here um through the the month of february and into march